2 Nephi, chapters 3 through 5. Um, and the Come Follow Me program and stuff has it labeled as, and they lived after the manner of happiness. So we're going to be talking about being happy today. Find out what that means. Um, welcome. This is Christian McMullen, my co-host. And I'm Jeff Holderness here with the Wilding the Lamb podcast. And today I um, wanted to get started looking at the chapters and stuff. And as I jumped in here and started reading, um, I think in the very first verse of the third chapter of 2 Nephi, Nephi says that Lehi's talking to his son Joseph, and Lehi's on his deathbed. And he says, My son, who was born in the greatest sorrow of his life in the wilderness. And I thought that that was interesting that we tend to look at Lehi and his family's departure as a good thing that they head off to the promised land. And in the grand scheme of things, it was a great thing. But that Lehi looking back on his deathbed was like, yeah, this was the hardest time of my life. <laughs> why, do you think, why do you think it was so sorrow, sorrow, sorrowful for, for him? Um, I can only imagine how hard it would be to pack up from your nice house in Jerusalem and go out in the wilderness. I'm sure there were a multiplicity of factors for why it was so sorrowful for him. Um, I'm sure it was hard to see his family kind of fracture throughout this process. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can't imagine like having a wife and bearing children in the wilderness. That would be awful. Um, I mean, they were, they have one or two in the wilderness. I mean, he has at least two, two sons that we know of they don't say anything about daughters so but they were there for eight years i'm assuming that they probably had three or four kids each and like nephi's family all had kids laban and lemuel they had kids so like they're all it's it's becoming a pretty big family at that point eight years of five brothers you'd probably have quite 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 a few grandkids yeah but it's interesting to me that that it that it's his sorrow because i i just never caught that before that it was a difficult thing for them to go through and that it wasn't and obviously it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows it was probably a super like it was probably just a super big roller coaster ride yeah yeah i can only imagine and like a, a crucible it really like they couldn't stand on the fence they either had to be like following a hundred percent heavenly father and his commandments mm -hmm. or they were you know floundering in the wilderness or on the storms of the sea because they weren't listening i think that would be a hard line to um hard hard line to stay on for such a long time i feel like so I find that find that pretty interesting. And I think that, you know, in our lives, we're trying to live life similarly. Like we're trying to follow the whisperings of the spirit and 
follow the dictates of God as best you can throughout your day. Mm-hmm. But it would be hard to like, like they had to hundred percent rely on him for those eight years. Like we can kind of fall back on like our jobs or the money that we have or like our houses, but like out in the middle of nowhere, you really have to rely on God and in everything, finding food, finding water, finding tools, finding everything. So anyway, I think it tells a lot that he's so, he remembers as his greatest sorrows was that time in the wilderness, which I think makes sense makes sense for them yeah i can i can see especially with with layman lemuel always trying to kill everybody <laughs> yeah like gosh dang it you guys stop it but yeah i mean seeing his family fracture like that like you were saying mm-hmm. and just the like he, he probably questioned himself mm-hmm. quite a bit um about whether he made the right choice or not yeah um and you know, maybe he didn't but i'm assuming he did but then he probably quickly remembered why he did it and who he's doing it for mm-hmm. and remember that he is doing what he can to follow god's commandments yeah so he he probably, even though it was the greatest sorrow, he probably still understood, because we obviously know he understood the gospel, or else he wouldn't have been a prophet, right? Yeah. So he understood the gospel. So he probably, even though he was in, that was his greatest sorrow, he still probably was able to go through it with some sense of peace mm-hmm. still. Yeah, I think I think he definitely did. I mean, just last week we were talking about how when Nephi breaks the bow, he's actually, you know, one of the ones that, um, I guess it wasn't last week, it was two weeks ago, but um, he too was murmuring. Kind of lemon. Yeah, Lemhi. So, yeah. So, or not Lemhi, sorry, Lehi. Lehi yeah. So his, um, I mean, I, I think even like his faith was tested at points. Maybe not, maybe not like towards Christ or in the gospel, but he he still faltered and still. Yeah, he probably. I'm I'm guessing it was more like faith in himself mm-hmm. and his capacity to do whatever he's supposed to do. Yeah, and not necessarily the faith in in, in God. Yeah. Um, because that's that's super easy to do is lose faith in yourself yeah. yeah when things don't quite go exactly as you think they should or right. yeah. but i think it's important to remember though that we're not here on earth to grow faith in ourselves. Mm-hmm. we're here on earth to grow faith in god and christ yeah but in so doing we grow in faith in ourselves as well because then we understand and realize and learn who we're, we're relying upon and because we know of who we're relying on, that can give us faith in ourselves. Yeah. On top of having faith in God and Christ. I love that. Um, lately, dude, I've been having way too much uh, faith in myself. I've been my my ego has, has taken a couple hits the last couple of weeks, and it's 
my wife has to constantly remind me that it's because I'm not allowing him to help in my life. I'm thinking that I have to do it myself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it's it's not just like gospel stuff. It's like everything. So we're trying really hard to like truly rely on God in all that we do like every day. Mm-hmm. And it's super hard and super challenging. But you can see him a lot more in your life when you're looking at everything that way. And, you know, relying on him for everything isn't like sitting around twiddling your thumbs, Mm -hmm. like waiting for something to happen. It's uh, like I was reading that scripture last week, being anxiously engaged in a good cause. Yeah. So doing that, being anxious, anxious, I always struggle saying that, (laughs) that phrase anxiously engaged in a good cause but with like the mindset of i'm going to go do this but i'm doing it for the purpose of of glorifying god so we're supposed to do it on all things right so doing it to, to glorify god but also know that i'm going to do my best to do whatever he's having me do and then if and when he feels like he's going to give me he needs to give me help i'm going to accept any anything and everything or totally stop what i'm doing and redirect if that's what needs to be done needs to be done which they did a lot in the wilderness it seems like Mm -hmm. you know they right at the very beginning they traveled 200 miles then they stopped (laughs) sent the kids back had to redirect came back Changed again, sent the kids back again, <laughs> went and got Ishmael's family and their daughters and their son and his sons, Ishmael's sons, and then come back again. And so, I mean, there's, I mean, and then like the Nephi and the bow, the same thing. Mm-hmm. The bow broke. And so instead of just sitting there twiddling his thumbs, waiting for, to rely on God, you know, he's like, well, I'm just going to do what God thinks, or sorry. I'm going to do what I think God wants me to do. Yeah. I'm going to move forward. And if, and if it's not what I'm supposed to do, God's going to let me know. And then I'll redirect again. So he went, he was engaged in finding a solution, which he made a bow and arrow and then went to his dad and be like, Hey, where am I supposed to go get food? No, I like that. I like that you can rely on God with all that you have. And even if that doesn't quite get you there, that's when Christ can step in and yeah. take you the rest of the way. Yeah. And, and, I, and I also think it's important to point out that I feel like a lot of times people in the church get so caught up in in like stressing about doing what God wants them to do mm-hmm. that they, they actually block themselves from progressing correctly and receiving inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, they're like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? And like they pray and they ask for guidance or whatever. And they'll sit there and they either don't get a response or they, well, probably just, they don't get a response. And so they're like, Oh, well, I don't, I don't know what he wants me to do. 
but you know we're here to learn how to do god's will right mm -hmm. and <clears throat> we need to sometimes practice that without him telling us what to do yeah so we learn of the scriptures we learn of the gospel we have a general idea of god's will right mm -hmm. now we don't know it perfectly but but go and and when he's or when you're you go to pray find direction and you don't receive anything it doesn't doesn't mean that that's like that could be your answer it's like if you're if you're living in accordance with the gospel you're repenting of your sins and you're doing your best and always turning back to christ no matter how often you make mistakes which is every day and but you're always turning back to christ then you don't have to stress about like the revelation part it's just gonna happen and in and, and a lot of people probably just don't realize that it's just happening naturally yeah. and they're used to it and it's like the best way i can think of is like i love henry weinhardt beers, <laughs> and i don't drink them very often but when i do they are so stinking good yeah but if i get like a six pack and i have one every day the flavor of that and that awesome like initial swig of the head runner's root beer it, it like goes away yeah. it's still good but it doesn't like hit you the same way yeah. and i feel like the spirit is a lot like that it's like we get so used to being having the spirit with us all the time mm -hmm. and and guiding us that we actually don't realize that that's what's even going on yeah no and i think a lot of people get like they get so caught up on like, well, is it my mind or is it the spirit or is it whatever, like telling me to do these things and it, and, and it'd be one and the same. Yeah. Like, is it a good thing? Then it's most likely from the spirit. Like that's, even if it is. So it's like, so it's like, yeah, because all good things come from God, right? Yeah. But, it, but it, it does not necessarily mean that the Holy Ghost is even like whispering that into your mind if it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, because like I was just saying, our whole purpose is to learn to align our will to God. Mm -hmm. And so you could also take that as you're progressing and aligning your will to God. Yeah. So your thoughts are becoming more like his thoughts. So when you're thinking about things, you're thinking about helping people, you're thinking about how to serve others and help other people come to Christ and, and Heavenly Father. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. I like them. That's a, a good one. And I, I like that in these chapters that we we read this week, um, I like that we get to see a little bit of that in the hero, Nephi. Um, in chapter four, he definitely, definitely is feeling things. Um, I can only imagine what Nephi's feeling at this point. He made it to the promised land. They've been there for a little bit. They've planted seeds. They've kind of built built settlements and stuff. And in chapter four, Lehi blesses the remainder the remainder of his family, and then he passes away. He dies. And 
I, I wish it would tell us how old he was. He was, he was. I know, right? He waxed old, and that's all you got to know. Um, but dude, Nephi is probably, he's got to be feeling it at this point. Like, he knows his brothers don't like him. <laughs> he, he knows um, what he has to do. But I'm sure that this is a pretty tough, tough moment for him. And I absolutely love verses 17 through 35, kind of the end of this chapter, um, because I, I feel like Nephi really goes off and and kind of goes to a place that you don't really see in the scriptures too often. Um, I think, you know, you can probably count them on one hand, the times that people are kind of pouring out their heart to God. And this is probably one of the few times where like you have it so eloquently spelled out. So they're really, really, really good verses. I encourage everyone to go and read them. Um, and, and yeah, they're basically good. So you're going to talk about what they are? Or are you just going <laughs> to leave the fingers the whole time? <laughs> no, we can talk about them. I haven't... Uh, oh. I, I, I agree. I love this set of scriptures. And one of the reasons why is because it more humanizes Nephi. Yes. Yep. You know, like I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about in the four, like when we first started the podcast of, of how like, you know, growing up Nephi was awesome. Yeah. You do no wrong borderline perfect and, and all those things and he's and out of his own mouth he's like oh wretched man that i am yeah. <laughs> he's like i'm a wretched dude like really how wretched <laughs> like oh fiddlesticks oh, i shouldn't have said that you know, <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah but you know it, everyone has their own weaknesses everyone has their own thorns in their side and the the thing that is is different between Nephi and Laman and Lemuel is even though Nephi talks about his sins and his temptations and stuff like that, which do so easily beset me is what he says. Mm-hmm. That even though he he sins and stuff like that, the, the main thing is that he still trusts in God. Like that is where his trust is. Yeah. And he always turns back to repent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, this is him just going about talking about, you know, I, I know I'm, <laughs> I sin and I mess up and I make mistakes, yeah. but, um, even where does it, what he says, where is that verse talks about somewhere about putting, Oh, Oh Lord, I have trusted in thee and I will trust in thee forever. Yep. And I will not put my trust in the arm of in the arm of flesh, for I know that cursed is he that putteth 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 his trust in the arm of flesh, yea, cursed is he that putteth his arm in his oh my gosh, I cannot read his trust in man or maketh flesh his arm. So he's like, I yeah, I said. I have mistakes. I have, he's tempted, 
he's calls himself wretched, but he's like, but I trust in God. Yeah. And that's, I think, the main thing, the main difference between Nephi and Laman and Lemuel. Laman and Lemuel didn't trust God. Yeah. They only had fear in God when they were struck with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they were shocked or about to die on the sea and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree one hundred percent. I I also really like, um, yea, cursed is he that putteth in his trust in man or maketh flesh his arm. Um, that one hit me pretty good. I've I've recently been putting a lot of trust in myself and then like others, and I'm rather than putting my trust in in God, and and so that to me I think a lot of us do that. Um, we, we think that we rely more on our employers or on, um, I don't know, various things like it could be like a Netflix account or, or an iPad to help teach our kids or like whatever it is. Yeah. Um, when it, it doesn't and shouldn't be there, like it, it's a curse if you, trust too much in other people to the point where it's not not like i can't trust you right. but that shouldn't be our focus right i mean we're all flawed yeah like we're mortal flawed beings yeah god is the only one that is perfect and is the only one that has all knowledge and all truth mm-hmm. and that's you'll be you know you'll be rejected you'll be there there are men will sell you regardless of what you do regardless of how good your relationship with them is at some point they'll fail you mm-hmm. even husbands and wives parents and, and uh, children like there's always a letdown expectations are not met that kind of thing but with with god and with our savior jesus christ you don't have to worry about that and so it makes a whole lot of sense to them there um i also love too that like at this point in nephi's life He's had visions. Angels have appeared to him. Um, you know, all these great, amazing things that I think a lot of times people in the church, and, and I've done this too, it's like, well, if, if, if I was Nephi and had all that stuff happen, I'd be perfect too. But yet you have Nephi here, you know, lamenting. Uh, he starts in verse 19, my heart groaneth because of my sins. Nevertheless, I know in whom I have trusted. So, like, again, no one is perfect. Not even prophets. Not even we're we're all flawed. Um, and so we we just need to. And the next line is awesome. Like, go to the next line. My God hath been my support. Like, He has led me through mine afflictions in the wilderness, and has preserved me upon the waters very deep um that that just that first sentence is or phrase whatever my god hath been my support that goes back to you know of putting the difference between laman and lemuel and nephi yeah laman and lemuel did not understand that yeah. And didn't allow God to support them. Nephi allowed God to support him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I love the comparing and contrasting that he does in the next two verses, 21 and 22. Gosh, these verses are just so good. Uh, 21, he hath filled me with his love, even unto the consuming of my flesh. And then 22, he has confounded my enemies unto causing them to quake before me. Um, I love that kind of opposite there. Like, I feel like there's the love portion of it that we all love to fill, that we all enjoy about our Savior and about God. Um, but then at the same time, they're also warriors. They also have enemies, and they will fight with us. They will fight our enemies with us um, and cause them to quake. Um, I love, love when that part of our Savior comes out because I truly believe that he is a warrior. I truly believe that he will, when the time comes, fight and defend us when, when we need to be defended. And I, I just love that part about it. Um, so yeah, I think I would just challenge everyone to go through and read these verses and find ways that they touch you, because I truly believe that there's something in here for everyone. Um, and I, I think that they're, they're pretty powerful. And I think as, you know, as, as dads, this is a really good lesson for us to remember also, mm -hmm. you know, because we always want to be like the perfect dad and hindsight's always 2020, right? Mm -hmm. You look back and you're like, oh, I did that really well. But there's other times you look back, you're like, what was I doing? Why did I do that? Like, like I remember this one time I got so mad at, at Bradley when he was like three or four. I think it was four or five. Yeah. Anyways, I got so mad at him. And then like looking back at him now, I'm like, like that was so stupid. And it's like, it, 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 yeah, it was just so dumb. And so learning from that experience though, and learning from these scriptures, it's like, I, I've made mistakes, right? But we can't live there. We can't live in those mistakes. Remember who you trust in. Remember to just keep turning back and going forward in, in everything. And this isn't just about our sins. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's talking a lot about like his, like his temptations and stuff like this. But, but I, there's such a close relation to how you utilize the atonement for repentance mm -hmm. and you also utilize the atonement for just overcoming literally everything. Everything. Yeah. And so, um, and I've, and you know, a lot of people go through a lot of crap in life and they don't, they either don't understand that they can go and get that peace from God to get through whatever they need to get through yeah. because of the atonement. Um, and so as, as dads, as husbands, as providers, protectors, like all of it, like remembering, remembering like we're not perfect. God is, 
So allow him to be your support, like Nephi was talking about. Yeah. In everything. Yeah. No, I think in in verse thirty-three, um, wilt thou encircle me about in the robe of thy righteousness, O Lord? Wilt thou make a way for mine escape before mine enemies? Wilt thou make my path straight before me? Wilt thou not place stumbling blocks in my way, but wilt thou clearest my way before me and hedge not up my way, but the way of my enemies? Um, I think I think goes a lot with with what you've said. Like God is here to help us. He's here to take care of us, and He wants to. Um, and sometimes we just we just simply have to ask, and then after we ask, rely on Him to fulfill His part of of the bargain. I mean, He's promised us so many times throughout the Scriptures, "Ask and and I'll help you." Mm-hmm. Um, it might not be what we think should happen or what we hope to happen, but I guarantee He's answering all those asks that we ask Him. Um, you know, learning them to trust him in these in those times is is for me at least has been super super difficult. Yeah, yeah. Like it's been just like overwhelmingly difficult because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I I like, I think this is your will for <laughs> wanting these things to be done this way and this way, and this is what I'm trying to do, and then like you don't receive the blessings that you think you would get from doing something. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but really learning to trust him. Like that is, I, I don't feel like it's an easy task. Yeah. It probably is for some, but that's not my lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to work on trusting God. And I have to continually work to trust God. I wish it wasn't like that. I wish I could just trust him super easy. Mm-hmm. But but I, I, I don't all the time. Yeah. And it's, I know my family feels it. I know my wife feels it. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that keeps moving me forward that when I, when I feel like I am lacking trust in God is, is my testimony and conviction of the gospel. Yeah. Which it seems like they would go hand in hand, but they don't for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel like it's the same way. I think men, as men, as providers, as, um, you know, kind of natural leaders in the family, it, it puts a lot on us. And we go our whole lives, like, preparing to bear that, preparing to strive to be the best that we can be in that way that it gets hard to then give that to god at least for myself it's like like i want to be the one to do it Mm -hmm. and i want to be the one that's successful and the one that's um you know providing for the family and stuff like that so it's hard to let go of that and give it to god and be like yes i can be the leader and i can do these things but ultimately I'm doing it for you and for, yeah, ultimately I'm doing it for you. So giving it to God, that's a phrase that, that is used off and on mm-hmm. in conversations in the, in the church. Um, and I feel like it is one that's possibly misunderstood a lot. Yeah. So in your 
experience, your knowledge, your testimony, whatever. Yeah. What what does that mean to you, giving it to God? So to me, it's like it's like after all I can do, it's going you you will help finish it. I guess is what I would say. So like, um, so like right now, money's tight, mm-hmm. um, and so like I can do everything in my power. I can do a really good job at work. I can. Um, you know, do do podcasts and try to monetize that some way. I could go work a second job. Like there are things that I can do to help, but some of those things take me away from my family, take me away from other good things. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's kind of a game that we have to play. How do we cut back in areas? Like, but at the same time, ultimately, I'm giving it to God in like whatever whatever decision we decide to do with your help with the spirit that kind of thing he'll help us in the end figure it out and so just at the end not at the end i mean throughout the whole thing (laughs) but like we trust that you know every month at the end of the month will be okay type thing and so um at at least for me that's kind of what i'm learning is that that so so what happens i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna poke holes at you okay so let's say at the end of the month something happens and now you have like no money to pay rent yeah you lost your job your car broke down Mm -hmm. and someone goes to the hospital now you have $25,000 $25,000 that you have to pay out. You now can't pay your, your, your mortgage. Mm-hmm. You're at the end of the month that you're not good. Yeah. So been there <laughs> first of all. So what's, so what's, what's the, what's the mindset that you have at that point? So at that point, obviously it's tough and it's hard. Um, but in my experience, there's usually things that happen that like couldn't happen by chance in those in those instances at least for me recently in our experience but like something crazy will happen and we'll feel like we're at the you know end of the rope we can't go any further and like a random check will come in the mail from the insurance company from two years ago that we overpaid and here's a check like literally things like that will happen and so in my experience so far like he he's been able to take care of us in that way we're like yeah just random stuff happens now i'm not trying to say stuff doesn't happen yeah (laughs) i'm playing kind of devil's advocate no and and the the reason why i'm playing i'm being like that is because you know when when we expect very specific blessings from from god that is not totally totally like relying on god yeah because our knowledge is not his knowledge our ways is not his ways our will is not his will right Mm -hmm. and so when we're expecting 
specific blessings, whether it be financial, food, car, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If we're expecting those and then we don't receive them, we're like, well, I trusted you that you would get me this this thing. Yeah. It's like, I never promised you that thing. Yeah. No. And so that's that's kind of why I'm I'm really big on the way things are worded mm -hmm. and at least the way that I learn, it affects me. Yeah. Help, and help you. and so when well it, it not a, it either helps or severely hinders me mm -hmm. because um when someone tells me it's you know if if you do x y and z you'll receive these blessings or whatever yeah and then i'm doing x y and z because i was taught i was going to receive those blessings and now i don't receive those blessings it's like well crap I was told that if I did this, I would receive this. Mm -hmm. you, you get where I'm yeah. going. So it's so there's there's these things, and I and this is actually one of my like pet peeves about the way people teach in the church. Yeah, is they teach in this manner in a lot of time and in a lot of scenarios mm -hmm. to where it actually is like confusing because they're not really teaching you to trust God. Yeah, they're teaching you to trust in some blessing that they may have received one time because of whatever. Yeah. Or like, I'll give a perfect example. Yes, this is me confessing to some sins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and but like, we were old tithe payers for like our entire marriage, mm -hmm. and. I we like got to the point where it's like we either and we've done this in the past where it's like pay our tithing or feed our kids or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, we can go to the bishop's storehouse and blah 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 blah. Like but the we ended up stopped paying tithing and we didn't pay it for I don't know, six six months or whatever. Yeah. And last year while we weren't paying our tithing mm -hmm. i had this thing come out of nowhere that was like 10 like some debt that was like over 10 years old yeah that it was over like 3500 bucks it was and they were going to garnish my wages oh wow yeah and i was like this is going to this is going to screw me yeah. like i'm i have no idea what to do mm -hmm. And a lady at work was like, can I please just take care of this for you? Just out of nowhere. And yeah. she paid it. If I were to go tell that story to anybody who didn't know I wasn't paying tithing, mm -hmm. they 100% would think that I was being blessed for being a full tithe payer. Yeah. Yeah. That's happened to us in two different occasions mm -hmm. where something like that has happened. Where we got, and I'm not, I, we were blessed by God 100% on that. Yeah. It was not because we were paying are tithing yeah because we weren't like on top of it like they always say like the first thing you pay is that. right and and you know i i believe everyone should pay their tithing sure but my but the point in the lesson is that your blessings that you receive aren't necessarily tied to the commandments that you are obeying yeah and that's no, something I, that i have learned like it's and it's kind of a weird way to learn it yeah because I learned it by not obeying commandments. Yeah. 
No, and I I have been there, done that. <laughs> That's exact things that you're talking about. And I would find it to be true what you're saying. And but I've also had it the other way where you are doing it and you get blessings. So it a lot of it depends on how you look at everything. But I think a, a big part of trusting God is like no matter what happens, it's what's supposed to happen. Right. So like, so like at the end of the month, yeah, we're out, we have no money, a random bill comes in, like, and we have to default on some debt or something like it's supposed to happen. Maybe it's to humble you in my case, maybe it's uh, uh, for other people to serve you. Maybe, you know, there, there are a million different ways that God can take any single instance of anything that happens in our lives. Mm And so part of that trust and part of that giving it to God is like, okay, I have done everything I can, God, whatever happens, happens. And it's going to be like what you ultimately want it to be for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, to me, that's kind of my, my mindset. Sometimes it goes in my favor. Sometimes I get the expected blessings. Other times it doesn't. And I don't know what to do, but I just have to continue to rely on God. Um, and I love that there are so many good examples of that same thing in the last, you know, uh, first book of Nephi and stuff that we've read. Like, there had to be moments of time when they were at that point, when Nephi was like, oh, dude, this is it. Like, I imagine him, like, on the boat, tied up. His family's, like, crying. Um, huge storm for, like, three days that have just been tossing him. Like, he's got to be thinking, like, this is it. If, if Laman and Lemuel don't, snap out of it and like give it to god this is this is the end for me and my family um but it it didn't happen that way and ultimately it it was for nephi's benefit and his his family's benefit and our benefit we've got the book of mormon stuff to read today so but but i 100 percent agree on that and i think i think that in the church a lot of people like you said they don't they're trying to say what we just explained, but they don't have the time to explain it that way in like a gospel doctrine class or whatever. They've got 30 seconds to explain what they're trying to say. And so I think a lot of times we do take things at like a different value in those settings. I think... And this is my personal belief. I think it's because a lot of them are actually miseducated. Yeah, that that could be a, a big part of it too. It's just people don't don't fully understand what they need to understand about those things. Because we're not we're not you know like another saying is we're saved after all that we can do. It's like that's that's a false statement. Yeah, like that's not accurate. It's not true. It's like we need to put forth our effort. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's not we do this and then God does this. It's God does all of this and we were just there for the ride. <laughs> and so, so have you, I'm sure you've heard of the, the, uh, the parable of the bike. I think you've heard of that before where kids saving up their money to buy a bike and then they don't have quite enough. And so the dad helps pay for the rest of the bike. Mm-hmm. Like that, I rearrange that parable a little bit because I don't feel like that parable gives the whole story. Yeah. 
So the way that I tell it is a kid wants a bike and the dad's like, okay, I'll give you the bike mm-hmm. or, or I'll, okay, well, let's do this. You work hard, do your chores. I will pay you money mm-hmm. and you can earn a bike like that. So they go and they're working, they're doing chores, they're earning money and they do it for so many months or whatever. Yeah. And then dad's like, Hey, do you have your money for your bike? And they're like, no, I only have this much money. It's like, well, because you've worked so hard, I'll, I'll pay for the rest of the bike. Yeah. Who paid for the bike? The dad. The dad. Yeah. Because where'd all that money come from? The dad. Yeah. Really. And so that's how, like, it really is. Mm-hmm. Like, the bike is, like, our goal, our exaltation. Yeah. The money are the blessings and our strengths and our weaknesses and everything that gets us through life and gets us back to him. Mm-hmm. We go through working. God blesses us or whatever. And then we will fall short. Right. I mean, it's in the scriptures that we're imperfect and we'll fall short of the glory of God. And so when we get to the end, you know, we, we tried to do it. We kept coming back and working to get those, to get that money for that bike. But then our dad's like, here, I'll pay for the rest of the bike. Yeah. When in reality, he paid for the whole thing. Yeah. And that's how it is. It's not, we work hard and then God fixes this little gap here it's it's the whole thing yeah yeah he's constantly guiding us helping us steering us in those directions yeah no i i like that a a lot and i think um i think there's a lot more to be said about and we'll probably have to get to it in in other podcasts and stuff as we go forward but there's a lot to be said about relying wholly on god and really believing that like everything we have everything we own comes from him um and that it's his and that we can utilize it for for good as best we can Thank you.